Welcome to the Inspiring You Show, where we shine a light on healing, whole health in our lives. We believe that in healing your story, you can transform your life. We are here to provide hope, tips, tools, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in this journey called life. I'm Henry, an intuitive empath, mindfulness meditation teacher, dowsing and Reiki master teacher, and energy healer. This, my friends, is a vibrational experience, a remembering of the truth of who we are. The content is light encoded to assist you on your journey if you wish to receive for your highest good. Welcome to the show, everyone. Many listeners have been asking for a way to support this podcast, and now there is one. The Inspiring You Show now has a way that lets you sign up for a monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. I really love being able to deliver energy healing meditations and content via the podcast. Yet, my friends, it does take up a lot of time to put it together. So in an effort to continue and be able to support people who may not have access to doing private energy healing sessions or time for one, I decided to offer an option for listeners to be able to support. So my friends, here's what you do. You can go to, here's the website, https colon backslash backslash anchor dot fm backslash inspiring dash you backslash support. That is the website or you can go to the show notes on however you listen to the podcast and just scroll down and you should see the link. And if you're on Anchor, you can go to the dashboard of the podcast site and there is a money symbol that says support. You can click on that. However you do it, you'll then be directed to how you would like to support. And there are contribution levels, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. So if you'd like to support the Inspiring You Show, please sign up today. So appreciate this. And my friends, we are all a community. We are all a village to support one another. And thank you in advance for your support. And thank you so much for being part of this community. So appreciate every single one of you. Much love, light, Reiki blessings. Okay, so today we're going to be doing a Heal Yourself, Transform Your Life. That is right. Moving forward, I'm going to be doing some of these where I really talk about Heal Yourself, Transform Your Life because after recovering from my own experiences where I had some um, some challenges, I had work PTSD, and with that I also had some other physical challenges where I had a lot of joint pain, where it felt like I was barely able to walk and it was so debilitating. And I really used these tools to support me in terms of clearing and healing. So part of this in terms of from recovering and healing in my own life and changing in terms of from the challenges that I had, it's really become part of my my mission to really share with others the same discoveries that I made that really changed my health and brought me back into my full vitality, health, and well-being. And part of it really was working with my mental health, my mind. Our minds are truly amazing and incredible. And so this is where I just really want to take more opportunity to just talk about it. 
and just really bringing in the simple awareness of talking about the mind and bringing it to a whole new level. So I will be sharing just a combination of practical and mindful insights that perhaps you can also use to master your mind, also in terms of your mental health, your emotional health, and to support you in terms of helping you heal your health, yourself, and your life. Okay, so this really came about because let's talk about some insights and some questions and just sharing with you an insight to creating transformation. Part of it, my own journey and then working with others is mind reprogramming and also in terms of working with your emotional health, your body, and with that, really planting the seeds for creating real change. And someone recently asked me, okay, so now that you've reprogrammed your mind, are you happy all the time? Well, my friends, we're living this human experience. The, I responded to the person saying, for the most part, I am in peace and joy. I am in the energies of peace and joy. However, we're living this human experience. The greatest gift that I've given myself is the permission to be in this experience and to understand that I have tools to support myself in terms of clearing, processing, and then shifting. And so as we're moving through this process, you know, there may be situations that come up that my human has to process and then my human processes it. And when my human is ready, then I can clear it and then shift it. I don't want to though cheat my human out of something. And if something is coming up, I just use the tools to support myself through it. And because I've been using the tools for so long, I also understand I have the confidence in understanding that tools really can help you support you in so many different ways. I also do continue my education in terms of, you know, reading books or taking classes. I have a great um, love for learning. I love taking classes. I'm very curious. So that's my part of me, what I love. And I know that what I love isn't maybe for everyone else, but it being curious about healing has really opened up my life in all different kinds of way. So last week I did have something that threw my human for a bit of a curveball, if you will. I found myself in a difficult situation and it felt like a real punch in the gut, if you will. I went through an experience where I felt shock. I, I froze. I felt scared, attacked, and I observed myself moving through this cycle of all these different feels. And on one part, I was witnessing my observer self, and then I was also seeing myself in my human. I allowed my human to move through the process. I did cry from the shock of what I experienced, and then I cried from the sadness of how I felt frozen. And then I cried for the suffering of humanity. I did all this in less than an hour and there was a lot of witnessing. And as I moved through it, 
I just gave myself permission to be in it. And I loved myself as I was moving through it. I also, because I've done so much learning in the human experience, I could also name with mindfulness, I could label what I was moving through, which then to me helps comfort my human. And so I used a lot of mindfulness tools as I moved through it. And then when I was fully ready in terms of my processing, I then used um, dousing energy healing tools to completely clear, reground, reset, and shift to a high vibrational frequency. And so, you know, and I will say, though, even though I was moving through something difficult, I still had a level of... Um, you can because you can be in more emotion more in more than one emotion at once and so I still had a level of tranquility and light and groundedness even though I was going through something that was difficult and was creating some sort of panic I almost I had almost went into a bit of a panic attack so you know I saw like oh look I can feel in some ways myself moving through the process but I also had some tranquility of understanding that I was going to move through the process and once I did uh, a lot of stuff was going to be cleared and then I was going to be up leveled so that brought a lot of ease to my human because I understood the process of it and it allowed me to let go as well as just really surrender and release. And from there, I processed the experience and I was able to shift. So the situation, that situation reminded me of some really old situations, some past situations that I had been in that I also recognized that there are some stuck energies in my body. And so it wasn't so much about the new situation that triggered. It was that it connected with old situations that had left um, just old energy in my body that was being called to be cleared. And so it was almost like I could feel the old hurt that was still in my heart that was being called to be released and healed. And then when I was ready, I had to then support shifting in terms of my own energy. And I think, you know, if I think most of you or some of you may know my story by now that there was, there just was a point in terms of what I went through where I was stuck a bit on autopilot and I was in a lot of pain, mental, emotional, and physical pain. And my brain was very much stuck there. My mind was just stuck there on this story looping. And I really needed to reprogram my mind. And that's actually one of the things that, that really made me want to change is because I saw that I was story looping and what my brain and what it was doing and I saw how in the story looping, it was creating even more just dense energies and, and just, you know, suffering. And I got to a point that it really started scaring me about 
how low I was getting and how each day seemed to be like the same as the day before. And with it, you know, I experienced depression and I actually felt like I went into, I didn't feel like I know I went into, I experienced depression, like my, my, my father's side of the family. And then I experienced like my mother's side of the family. Actually, it was my mother's side of the family first and then my father's side. And what was interesting is the depression felt different on each side. And it did give me greater compassion for my family in terms of my mom and my dad and my lineages because I really saw how depression and and fear and anxiety can really just bog down not only the individual but a family unit and I also didn't really understand at that point how depression can look and feel and be different in different people and so it did give me some discernment in terms of it that being said it just was really heavy and it just did not feel good at all and for most of my life I had been pretty much in more of the optimistic space and maybe I've I've experienced some sadness or depression here and there yet not to this level of of um how low in the longevity of it and so there just reached a point in my life where something had to change and I felt like I hit rock bottom and there was no place to go and it was it felt pretty terrible and I just you know with my spirit guides for highest good my higher self there was a whole um if you will I feel like there was a series of uh one-on-one meetings I had with my higher self and my spirit guides for highest good coming in and chatting with me and my with my human and it just got to a point though where you know I'm living this physical experience and so I have free will and I had to then either figure out a way to pull myself up or I was going to just sink into the abyss of these negative just energies and just essentially just be in this automatic pilot space and and just kind of succumb to it in that kind of despair and so I had to I had to figure it out and this was one of the things that really led to a change in my life was that I became really determined to heal and to change and to feel differently to shift it to shift the experience I was moving through and no one else really can do that but you you can work with all the amazing practitioners out there all these incredible you know doctors wellness people my friends though it is really up to you you have free will no one can do it for you and that is really where you have to work with the mental body because it's a shift in your thinking in your perception and I had to just really become determined 
to heal, to want to heal. And for me, it looked like I just wanted to feel better. I wanted to feel good. And that's the steps I made. I kept saying to myself, I want to feel good. I want to feel good. I want to feel good. And I became determined to heal. So I want to share this because I just think it's so important that people understand that in terms of the healing, there is the responsibility of self. You have free will. You draw things to you for your highest good. And so what is it that you want? If you want to heal, then taking responsibility for where you are in your healing and becoming determined to change, to feel differently, to allow yourself to shift. So wherever you are, whether it's you're in a situation where it's health related or life related, or there's like happiness slash depression related or whatever it is, it is then allowing you to become in determination to make a real change that has to fuel you, fuel you. And no one can do that but you. You have to sink into the energy of determination to really make that real change that then fuels you to allow yourself to shift for your highest good. And no one can do that but you. So part of also my own experience, I saw how I was really caught in resistance energy. I mean, I didn't really understand how much I was self-sabotaging until later when I was out of it. I was like, oh my goodness. I definitely caused myself more suffering than I, I, I didn't intend to. I just didn't realize in terms of even though you can say you understand how your thoughts can, you know, create your thoughts are your wand and how thoughts are connected to um, emotions, all that. I didn't, when you're really caught in the dense energy, I didn't really understand until things became clear. So let's talk about resistance then. Before this, so let's talk about acceptance. So acceptance looks like a passive state, but in reality, it brings something entirely new into this world. That piece, a subtle energy vibration is consciousness. That, that quote is by Eckhart Tolle. So I'm going to say it again. Acceptance looks like a passive state, but in reality, it brings something entirely new into this world. That peace is a subtle energy vibration, is consciousness. So have you ever wanted something so badly that you ended up actually pushing it farther away? Or perhaps there was a time in which you mentally and emotionally resisted a situation or problem so intensely that you more than doubled your suffering? Um, hello, been there, done that. Don't want to do that again. So in our culture, it's actually a really popular concept to fight for what we want, to struggle, persevere, to never give up. We wage a war on things, if you will. 
we we fight cancer, if you will. We compete. We resist. We come out on top. Or do we actually come out on top? Because whenever we're waging a war on anything, we're in this kind of resistance energy, right? Which then we're not always in the flow to allow ourselves to be in that effortless ease because we're in that kind of, you know, energy of war, if you will. So in the seven spiritual laws of yoga as taught by Deepak Chopra, there is a concept known as law of least effort or least resistance or effortlessness, right? I talk about effortless flow a lot with my clients. It's based on the idea that you accomplish more by striving less. It sounds like a paradox, but when you think of it in terms of energy, it makes a lot of sense. The law is based on the idea that nature's intelligence functions with effortless ease. Whether it's a blossoming flower, a drifting cloud, a rushing river, each moves in harmony with the universal energy of love without having to try and struggle. In fact, everything is the way it should be at this moment. Now imagine your body as a vessel of energy. You can choose to save energy or expend energy depending on your emotional state of being. When we are motivated by fear and ego, we waste large amounts of energy and even set up blockages that inhibit positive flow. Likewise, we waste this precious energy when we mentally and emotionally resist our present situation. It's similar to struggling against a riptide instead of just floating with it until the current ends. When our actions are motivated by love, however, we tap into the organizing power of the universe and we really take off. We go into the effortless flow. And when we go with the flow or accept things as they are, we essence then, we conserve this precious energy, allowing us to better accomplish our goals and manifest our desires with ease, grace, abundance, effortless flow for highest good. So, According to the seven spiritual laws of yoga, we can put the law of least effort into action by participating in the following three actions. One, practice total acceptance. Instead of mentally resisting unwanted factors in your life, your body, your career, your job, your relationships, your current situation. Decide that you will accept these things completely just as they are today. 
This doesn't mean that you won't work to resolve the situation or ask for the divine guidance or for the highest solution for your highest good. In fact, it is the complete opposite. By accepting the situation as it is and not struggling against it, you free up a lot more energy to actually accomplish what you set out to do. And you're also lowering your levels of suffering as suffering is built on our own mental resistance to situation. And when you do this, you open up more space. And in more spaciousness, you're able to be downloaded with the wisdom that your higher self, that your spirit guides, that the universe is trying to connect you with for your highest good, which is going to be then the divine solution. Number two, take responsibility. This applies to all the choices you have made in the past and present. Let go of placing blame or guilt toward yourself or others. Focus on what you can do today to heal yourself and realize that every problem is an opportunity for growth. That every problem does have a solution. Number three, be in defenselessness. Let go of defending. Be defenseless. And by this, I mean, don't waste your energy on arguing with others in an attempt to prove a point or convince them you are right. When you're getting caught in the right or the wrong or the finger pointing, the blaming, that you're getting caught in the 3D. And you're getting caught in belief systems. If somebody has a different belief system in you, then they have a different belief system. And that's okay, all in the isness. This is where respecting where you are and respecting where someone else is. So instead, enjoy the feeling of being open to several points of view without attaching yourself so rigidly to one. Truly listen to others. Reframe from trying to force an outcome that is not ready to manifest. Because when you try to really force an outcome, and then if it, did, if it does manifest from that experience then it's going to be from that kind of energy of coercion, force, which then when it does manifest, you'll be like, oh, hmm, I, didn't, I don't feel as I thought I would feel from the manifestation. Well, it could be because you manifested it out of fear instead of spaciousness and energy of love. And remember, it's not right, wrong, good, or bad. It's all in the isness. So with that one, though, I will say, though, you know, if you are in a situation where, you know, you're feeling like you're getting attacked, then that is where you take care of yourself and you protect yourself. But it doesn't mean that you have to go into, you know, into that kind of argumentative space. 
you know, with the energy of respect, the energy of care, love for self and others, compassion, you support yourself in setting up healthy boundaries and you take care of yourself. Let's talk a little bit more about resistance. So resistance can also be a decision to engage with an unwanted energy in a way that just doesn't allow much forward movement towards what you truly are preferring. You know, if you are an experience in an experience where there's the energy of resistance, feel into the energy of resistance. So that way you understand what the energy of resistance embodies and what it feels like. So you can start to discern between the different energies. At best, the energy of resistance, it feels just, it feels very like, it feels very rigid. It can feel very um, like you're getting stuck. It can feel very immovable. It can feel like, it can sometimes make you feel like you're going the opposite. Because it, it's almost like you're getting stuck and and you're resisting something and going the opposite from the energy of the resistance. Or it's kind of like a, it could be like a tug of war if you feel, if you a tug of war where you're being pulled one way but yet you're going in another way. At worst, it can become really triggering and digs you deeper into energies that really aren't your preferred preference acceptance is choosing to acknowledge in an unwanted energy exists in a way that allows you to explore why it is there and to flow beyond it resistance is like petitioning is kind of like um it's kind of like resistance kind of like if you were if you say if you didn't like onions and you ended up having onions on your plate and you don't like onions and then they're they're there and you might get a little bit perturbed like ah I don't like them and now I'm smelling them and they're making my eyes water and you're getting you feel that kind of Tension that can, that tension, that, uh, uh, that could be feelings of like resistance. So that's where, you know, we just use the tools to support ourselves. You know, maybe somebody made a mistake and you have compassion. Oh, that person made a mistake and I can forgive them. And then in forgiving them and, and seeing that kind of higher perspective, you're able to release from the resistance and the blame energy. Instead of, like if you're getting just caught in the resistance, then if you're getting caught in the resistance, you might be really upset at the person that served you the onions, even though you told them you didn't want the onions. And then you might end up getting consumed with being in a fight. <laughs> like, why am I not being heard? Why am I not being seen? 
I told them. And, and then you would kind of be in that fight resistance energy. So whereas acceptance is really seeing like, oh, okay, there was, there was a mistake and it's not right, wrong, good or bad. And it doesn't mean that you weren't being seen or heard. It just, you know, let's maybe a mistake happened. And then can you have compassion for yourself, for the person that served? And then can you also have inspired action where you let yourself just take the onions off the plate? And with acceptance, acceptance is really just accepting where you are and then knowing that you can be an inspired action to choose to take the onions off your plate and move towards having other things on your plate in terms of your, your preferences to take care of yourself. And also in terms of the energy of acceptance, you also understand that the option that is not your preference may serve someone else as well. So maybe, I don't know, maybe the person next to you really loves onions and maybe, I don't know, maybe their intention was, God, I really want a lot of onions. And in the end, you give your onions to the person next to you and maybe they set that intention. And so maybe the server who served the onions on some energetic you know, vibration freeway heard it, but didn't realize it was for your neighbor and served it to you. But in the end, your onions were then given to your neighbor and your neighbor has double the onions now and is so happy. And then maybe your neighbor has something that you're, that you really like, but your neighbor doesn't, maybe your neighbor doesn't like broccoli and wants to give you his broccoli. And then you have double broccoli and see, and maybe in having this conversation, there was another divine conversation that came through because the connectedness that you had about sharing what you each love to eat. So in the end, even though it could be like, oh, the waiter made a mistake, maybe it really wasn't a mistake because the whole highest good was so that way you would really talk to the person sitting next to you and have this connectedness. So that's why releasing from resistance, letting go of judgment, letting go of like, and if something does trigger, why is it triggering me? Okay. You know, can I use the tools to process this, to love myself. And then when I'm ready to allow myself to clear, going to acceptance, to allow myself then to shift. Because when you're going into the energy of acceptance, it allows you more spaciousness, which allows you more freedom, which allows you more options and allows you to be an inspired action. And it also supports you in terms of a peaceful forward movement while also honoring all choices. You can honor your choice as well as your neighbor's choice and also understanding that 
what you like may not be what somebody else is like, vice versa. And that's completely okay. We can all share the space together. And then also we can share our bounty with one another too in all kinds of ways. Which then enrich it, really enrich, enriches the experience. Because then you're bringing a level of connectedness to the community. So what I really want to emphasize is that to create real, 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 real change, it starts with your thoughts and emotions. And you just can't think your way out. Like you really have to make a mental and emotional shift because if you're just trying to think yourself out of it and you're caught in your head, caught in your brain, that means you're not in your heart it's going to be more difficult because then you might be story looping more. And I don't also want to invalidate any experiences. And the reality is that if you feel upset, you have every right to be upset. If you feel sad, then you have every right to feel sad. You have the right to your feelings. Yet, if you really want to change and heal, I'm going to encourage you to start to, start to learn to process and working with your thoughts and your emotions differently. So, if there is a strong emotion of hurt, of upset, of rejection, of anger, my friends, let yourself acknowledge it. Let yourself process it. Let yourself move through it. Let yourself experience it. And then if you go into resistance of processing it, then start to become aware that it could be creating more resistance and more suffering. And when you catch yourself or when you're ready, then allow yourself to use tools to process, clear, shift, and elevate. What you want to watch out for is if you stay in the story, doing the story looping again and again and again and again, watch out for this. And also watch out for validation of non-beneficial experiences and emotions. So instead, use reframing intentions and calling what you need in. For instance, if you feel overwhelmed from a work situation, then call in. You know, like I, so say if you feel overwhelmed by work situation, let yourself process it and then call in the inspired action that you're wanting. So say if you would like to, you know, call in a solution for this work problem. I call in a work solution for this as soon as possible for the highest good. You know, or you could say, um, I call in, you know, finding the solution, downloading the solution, downloading and finding the breakthrough for my highest good. So 
There is also a difference in processing the experience to become aware and catching yourself versus possibly becoming a victim murder or a violator of the situation and reinforcing the problem through thoughts and emotions because that would then keep the same story engine running again and again and again and again. So it's really important to make the distinction and then the shift. Um, there's also another piece too. With validation, you just want to, I like to use self-realization because you want to watch out for non-beneficial validation. Some people want validation for their emotions or they really just want that to lock them in. They're wanting to label them, to call them this or that, and really, or they want it to be really be validated. I want to be validated. So you just want to watch out for this because, um, like, if I'm in a not such great experience and five people are validating that, then, then it, it it's like what I want is the realization on it of like, oh, okay, I'm in, I'm in this experience yet. I can call in a divine solution because I don't want to story lock myself in somewhere. And sometimes when you're getting like when there's this word validation, that's validating and could possibly story lock it even more, which means then it needs to be cleared on a whole nother level. So you just want to, you know, it, you just want to understand this. So Sometimes too with it in terms of when people are, are getting caught and wanting to be wanting the validation, you could hear somebody say, you know, my ex did this or my so-and-so did this or people are doing this to me, blah, blah, blah. And what they want is validation from others that possibly that, you know, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe your ex did that to you. That's terrible. And they're wanting the validation, but then all that's bringing in is it's increasing the dense energies. So yes, in terms of having people process experiences with you, because sometimes having a process partner who isn't going to um, imprint or hold on to the story is different than having somebody who you're telling something to that is going to go into validation, which then is going to potentially imprint the story even a greater way. You want somebody who can go into net neutrality as a processing partner for the realization. So that way the dense energy can be cleared and then calling in the light for the divine solution. So you just want to be aware of this um, because what can happen is, you know, you know, they, they may want you to say, oh my gosh, you know, yes, you're right. Or yes, you're right. Oh, you know, um, you know, may notice that you've had some hurt or that you've had some overwhelm or you've had some rejection and, you know, you may want somebody to validate it and say, yes, that guy who rejected you, like he's blah, 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 blah. It was him. It wasn't you. He was horrible. Blah, 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 blah. But what can happen is it can just really ingrain 
the pattern. And then it just non-beneficially validates it even more. So even if you no longer want that pattern to continue, it can become ingrained even more. And so the insight is that I really want to, you know, leave you with today is that if you notice yourself in your life wanting validation, I'm going to ask you to start supporting yourself to clear any non-beneficial codependency programs and patterns that could possibly include needing outside validation. And then starting to ask you how you can beneficially acknowledge your experience, any kind of negative emotions. And instead of looking for validation, bringing in the word awareness, insight, realizations, or even the gift in it. And then once you process the experience, because I do want you to process the experience, it's really important in the human where we're not suppressing, oppressing, or repressing, but we're allowing ourselves to process. So once you process, catch yourself from fully going down that rabbit hole, and then when you're ready, allow yourself to reset. Yet watch out for the need for the non-beneficial aspect in terms of validation to look for validation or proof that you are right about a person or a situation. So look out for, so watch out for the need to non-beneficially look for validation or proof that you are right about a person or a situation. Because remember, when you're going into that need to look for proof that you are right about a person's situation, that is 3D. And that is, remember, there's no right or wrong. But if you're going into the right or wrongness, then you, my friends, are in 3D. And you possibly might be ungrounded and unaligned. And so the next part of this that I want to bring to you is that is that you can't you can't think your way out of typically out of negative emotions that has happened this is where you 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 possibly need a clearing to create the space then to allow yourself to emotionally shift and by this i mean is that with it In terms of emotions, they're emotions. So they're in motion. <laughs> but if they get stuck in your body, then that's where some awareness needs to be brought into to allow them to be cleared, to allow that emotional shift to happen. And so a big part of this is really just becoming aware of how your mental body works, how your emotional body works, how your physical body works, and how they're all working in conjunction with one another. Um. So if you're really, so say if you're really, um, let's just give an example. Um, if you ask somebody who's really, really, really upset 
and in their relationship and they're upset and frustrated and and you say can you name something great about your partner and they're really 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 upset with their partner they may not be in a space to really be as resourceful to be able to name something great about their partner because they're in the emotional body of feeling upset. And you're probably not going to get the same answer if they were in the energy and the emotion of love. If they feel so in love with the person and they're completely happy with the person, then they're going to say like, oh my God, this person, blah, 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 that's amazing, da, 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 da. It's going to be a different answer than the answer you would get if the person is really upset with the person. And in the end, though, in terms of our relationing, it, with it, we just work with the emotion of like, what is it connected to? Where is it? Because the energy of love is our divine state being. And so when somebody is in the energy of love, they'll have more of an answer. Whereas when you're in the, the low vibrational frequencies, the lower densities, it can sometimes feel a little bit more difficult because you're in the heavy energies. And I'm just sharing this because I want you to start like being able to understand it and bringing in more spaciousness, which brings in more compassion. And... Because I know when I, when I was feeling at a really low, low point. So I know if you asked me at my, my low, low, low point, what did I love about life? I would have been like, I don't know. The ocean. Um, <laughs> how comfortable my bed is. Um, going for walks with my dog it may have felt more difficult for me to really think about. Yet now it's like so much easier. It's even, even last week when I was going through that difficult situation, because I'm, I have more of an energy of love and peace, it's just much easier. I mean, I can just think of like, I mean, I can think of like 20 things right off the bat. And they can just, you can just think more, you can just think of things that are more easily, easily. And so just to kind of understand when you're in the dense energies, it can feel very, um, it can just feel restrictive, very restrictive. And so that's why first bringing awareness in, clearing the dense energies to bring in more spaciousness. And also know that, you know, when you're making decisions, you really want to be in that space where you are grounded in the line and more in that net neutrality, which is in that heart space of all that is possible. Because when you are in that energy of just the expansion of all is possible, 
so much more is available to you. Whereas when you're in the dense energies, the energy of like frustration or upset, things can feel very limited because you're in those low vibrational frequencies. So, so if you or somebody you know is having a really difficult time or a hard time with heavy emotions, depression, sadness, struggling, frustration, caught in dense energies, then one, bringing a lot of compassion in and just know that there are a lot of places to receive tools, support, and help. One, therapy can help. Somatic experiencing, for me, it was energy healing, reframing story, meditation. I did two years of somatic experiencing. Uh, those were just some of my tools. Kundalini yoga meditation helped me a lot. I alternate sometimes between um, doing mindfulness and kundalini chanting. Sometimes I layer all of them. I do Reiki daily as well. So these are just some of the tools. There may be different tools for you that resonate. I just encourage you to find it because the part of the key to all of this is the desire to want to change. And that comes from within you. The desire to want to change comes from within you. So real change and determination are so significant when transforming your health and life. And sometimes though, when working to shift health, depression, or other emotional non-beneficial patterns, sometimes people will try to use logic and reason to heal, but that's not enough. And that is where many people get stuck. And this can be a critical place where even the smartest of people get stuck because they're looking at it from an intellectual standpoint rather than creating real change. Becoming determined to live a different way is so significant when transforming your health and life. So you really want to look out for Am I in my head or in my heart? Am I trying to use logic and reason to heal? Or am I in my heart and determination, bringing in health and vitality for myself for highest good? And so that is where you want to let go. If you're getting caught in the intellectual standpoint, you want to release from being in the intellectual standpoint to allow yourself to create real shifts in the mind for your highest good, my friends. Okay, so that is it for this, for Heal Your Story, Transform Your Life. I will be doing more of these. Thank you for listening, and please please make a point to hit share button and let your friends know, share it with somebody you love, somebody you care about, somebody who needs to hear this message for their highest good. And please reach out. I would love to hear it from you. And if 
anyone needs some Reiki, I'm just going to send out some Reiki right now for your highest good. If you'd like to receive it, say, yes, I'd like to receive for my highest good. Asking that Reiki is sent to you right now for your highest good and gratitude. And that is it today. Please feel free to reach out. You can find me at inspiringyou.co. That is my website as well as my social media. Much love, light, and Reiki blessings, everyone.